I'm Barry Worthington. I'm Paul Thorpe. And this is the Progressive Unity Podcast. We're back ahead of a new season. First pre-season game, not behind closed doors, played yesterday down at the ZW Stadium. And even though there was a defeat, everybody is quite buoyant about what they've seen. I think you've got to be, haven't you? Given, given what we haven't seen, which is the complete destruction of everything and all that potentially was happening and HMRC and all the rest of it. We've seen exactly what we expect to see. It's a football club building albeit from scratch again, and building towards a new season. Yeah, some of the uh, passages of play today was just outstanding, I thought. Absolutely outstanding. Just running you through the team before we, we start cracking off. In goals, we had Sam Tittle. Harry McHugh played a sort of a right-back come midfielder. It was a, a strange position, but he, I thought he was excellent. Hughes and Morrison partner in each other in defence. It was difficult to tell them apart. They were very good, very good together. Jimmy McLean over on the left-hand side and club captain now, I believe. He captained the team yesterday and I believe he's going to be the captain in the season going forward. Matt Smith, who had a, a very good debut, we'll talk about in in a moment. Tello Asgard alongside him in midfield. And then it was sort of like an, an attacking formation of Lang, McManaman and Humphreys supporting Charlie Wyke up front. And it was a very fluid formation. It, it just looked really good. I, I mean, I come off that ground yesterday, I was absolutely buzzing. Just mention Matt Smith. I didn't know anything about him. I'd spoken to a Donny fan, Doncaster fan. He'd been on loan at Doncaster. I asked him what they thought about him. And he said that he was a very good player, good on the ball, but he needed better players around him to bring him out. And I think yesterday he played alongside Tello Asgard and he, he interchanged with, with Stevie Humphries quite a bit, especially in the first half. He just looked the part. So I was just so impressed, honestly, so impressed. It's, it's interesting there where you say he needs better players around him to bring him out. A lot of that is going to be being on the right mental wavelength. Because I know we had Max Power, the pointer, who was accused of pointing, but he was always pointing where other players should be. And when we were ticking last season in, in the games that we did, players were in those positions ready to be found. So I would imagine that that's a bit of what you, you're going to get from Matt Smith, where if, if they establish those sort of telepathic links with each other, they'll look dynamic. We're in for a, a better season than we might wish for. I think he's he's a totally different player than Max Power. He's very busy. He tied a little bit in the second half. He was running out of steam, obviously. First game for the last six. He never stopped buzzing about. It was like a little bee everywhere. He's so comfortable on the ball. Really good ball control. He was making killer two-yard passes. You know, the cheeky ones around the corner. Superb. Super, for me, a superb display. But also, I just mentioned before there about the two centre-backs, Charlie Hughes, who, who we all know, and Liam Morrison, who's come in from Bayern Munich on loan. And I was wondering how, how they did work together. Morrison actually played on the left yesterday, even though he's a right-footed player. It was difficult to tell them apart. Now, I think that's the biggest compliment I, I can pay to Liam Morrison, that you couldn't tell which one was Charlie Hughes because his defensive qualities were superb. He can pass a ball. He's comfortable on the ball. The number of times 
they was in like a little bit of a, a tight spot at the back and they just played their way out of it without a hint of panic and using Sam Tittle as well, who's so so good on the ball. I mean, to, to have a, a goalkeeper who can play as a sweeper, you know, he can get his foot on the ball and knock it, but not just knock it long. He's knocking it short and long and he's looking for opportunities, left-footed as well. The, the back two defenders... With Tittle, that was a fantastic little trial. I'm absolutely buzzing about what I saw yesterday. I mean, it's absolutely what you're supposed to be at this time of the season, isn't it? Are you a little bit guilty of being a bit overexcited and maybe the, these guys won't be as sharp in their uh, short passes when they get more committed centre-forwards closing them down? Were Everton that committed? Yes, they were, were actually. They pressed were us they? hard. Honestly, they, they pressed us really hard. We were really pressed. There was a couple of situations where, you, where you, your heart was in your in your mouth, but there was no panic of the players really looking forward to the season. I'm not getting carried away, Paul. I don't, I'm not going to come out without any outlandish comments. I think we might finish second. <laughs> no, no, I'm not getting carried away. I'm not coming out with anything outlandish. I'm just, it was just so good to see us play sweet, attractive football, attacking football as well, because we did go for it and we attacked in numbers. And it was really good to see. And it was passing. We weren't toothing the ball. I am really looking forward to this season. The thing is, at this point, you're almost you're almost looking forward to next season as well, more so. Um, because, you know, we all know this is... We're starting at the moment with minus eight. I know, I know there's talk of potentially appealing that down to minus four, but you're still starting behind the pack. And, uh, you know, we're rebuilding again from scratch. And everybody knows how difficult that is. We don't want to get carried away because we've done it successfully a few times in the recent past. But yeah, we want to put some those building blocks in place to maybe have a decent... You know, once you get a bit of momentum, you can have a decent run at it. Like you say, you know, you might turn out to be the, the great profit if if we really do have finish second. Because I don't think there are many people predicting that high alongside you. I don't mean that really. I mean, if we're in the top 10 as we turn into the new year, if we're in the top 10 then, I might think... Playoffs, I might think playoffs, but I'm not. All, what I'm excited about here is all those little combinations all over the pitch, all those partnerships. If this is Maloney's work after like four weeks of pre season, what's it going to be like, you know, as the season progresses? We know last season it changed us round as soon as it came in, it changed the, the you know, the way we were playing. We we're a lot more confident with him. It's obviously he's working really hard on the training ground and the, the young players as well. I mean, what you said there about building for next season, we can get the best out of these. We can get the best out of them for two, three, four seasons. You know, it's, it's just going to improve, improve, improve. I, I've just said you don't get carried away. But, you know, if you're picking players up that are 21, 22, 23, and you get two or three good seasons out of them and that they grow as you grow, do we take them back into the Premier League with us? Or am I getting more carried away than you? <laughs> I think you're getting carried, more carried away than me, Yeah, I mean, it's one of those things, isn't it? You, you don't ever expect it to happen. At, you know, from, from, this, from this point, I don't think anybody would expect it to happen because you're going to get players, they look good for a couple of games and then they kind of go a little bit missing, they get injured and you know you then end up with a, a hole in your team in a certain position and you really struggle to fill that hole for months with players playing. You know, when Cal Naismith was playing out of position at, at left-back for months and we were struggling for that position for months and as a team we didn't progress where we could have done. But if all those pieces are potentially in place, you've got that dream to cling on to, haven't you? You can still sit there and say, well, actually... It's possible from here. Not it's going to happen from here, but it's possible from here. 
And I think as long as you've got that to cling on to, it's all any fan of any team wants, really, that we might be just going on that magical run. I mean, we've seen it more than most, but that's where you want to be at this time of the season. Optimistic and happy because it's pre-season and you never know what's going to happen. You don't. And I think one of the exciting things for me as well, we, we, we showed... Maloney's vision yesterday. We saw what he wants, what he what he wants from us. I mean, in his after his post match interview, he was delighted. He came across. He was absolutely buzzing because what he wanted the lads to do, they did, and you could see that. I mean, the only thing we didn't do, we didn't score a goal, and we conceded, uh, and we ended up losing the game. But I heard people say Everton were rubbish. They're still a Premier League club, full of international players. We're not going to play a team of that standard, nowhere near that standard, week in, week out in League One. We're playing against a different level of opponent. I was a little bit worried, to be honest with you, about, about four weeks ago, about the coming season. I was a little bit worried with the minus eight points and where we were going to end up. And I thought, is it going to be a bit of a dredge this season? I'd take 14th all day long. But I might be undercutting myself there with that. I th- it would just look so good, Paul. Honestly, but like you said, if there's injuries, I mean, you take you take your main midfield player out, your creative man who's, who's everything goes through, he's through suspension or injury, and then that's a big part of your team gone, isn't it? So, so you do struggle. Yeah. And and he was he was that that guy, the orchestrator of everything, the quarterback, whatever you want to call it. But another player yesterday who really impressed uh, alongside him was Tello Asgard, and for me, he looked like he's come on leaps and bounds again. So he's, he's for me, he looked like he stepped up again. He was doing his little tricks. He was really good on the ball. And he linked really well with Stephen Humphreys again down down our right-hand side. I mean, that was a strange thing, though. Humphreys was playing basically a right winger, and he's a left footer, cutting in. And over on the left, we had McManaman playing on the left, like he did under Martinez, didn't he? That's how we played under Martinez. Yeah. He used to cut in. He had a good effort as well. He was desperate to score. You could see that in McManaman. Looking at chances from the game yesterday, Stevie Humphreys had a superb effort in the second half. He hit it that hard. He hit it with his right foot. I thought he'd crashed off the crossbar, and it was actually a save from Pickford. He must have the strongest wrists in, in world football because it flew out. It was a fantastic save, and it would have been a great goal. There was a couple of efforts in the first half. There was one where Callum McManaman had a following across from, from Tallow Asgard. He was unmatched at the far post, put it wide. There was a couple of instances where Charlie White just didn't quite follow in. He weren't really on his toes. And Everton had a couple of chances. Neil Morpé, if he's ever available uh, on a free transfer, I just thought we said, no, 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 thank you. He, he looks a shadow of the player he used to be at Brentford when he was banging all the goals in. There was a miss in particular that was on, I watched Everton's highlights, and there was a miss there. He should be scoring every day of the week as a centre-forward. Yeah, and then there's the one he put straight down, Sam Tickle. Yeah, straight to the well. keeper. We made some substitutions. I lost track of the time. I don't know if it, if they came before the goal went in or after, but it was round about the time of, of Ashley Young's goal, which I'll give Young, I'll give him a bit of credit here. He reacted. He had a, an initial effort, which was very well blocked. I think it was McLean, Morrison and, and Hughes between unblocked his shot. And it bounced back to him and he steadied himself and just knocked it in with his left foot. Tittle, no chance whatsoever. But we made three changes round about that time. Bucu went off with Jack Walkmore coming on and Charlie Hughes went out to the right-hand side of the defence. Helen McManaman went off and Tom Pierce played right wing. Charlie White went off and we brought on James Balagizi for his debut. And those three players that I mentioned there all did I mean, exceptional. Jack Watmore did an outrageous clearance. He was chasing somebody down into the corner. He just did a back heel. But it wasn't like a back heel 
like, let me just clear the ball. It, it was a backheel pass to Charlie Hughes. I mean, you had to see it to believe it. It was absolutely superb. I don't know what the situation is with Jack, but I, I'd be disappointed from our point of view if he did leave the club. There is talk about him going. I hope he doesn't because he's absolute class. And I thought Balaghese did well when he came on as well. I'm not too sure what his position is. He was like, he sort of drifted all around midfield, but he was good on the ball. Babaradiko, Brennan and Chris Sees came on with about 10 minutes to go. Uh, Smith went off, Tello and Umps. And and they slotted in okay. And even Chris Sees had a a bit of a glancing error that he was a a simple save for Pickford. He he could be a season where we see him step up a little bit and get some game time as well. Going back to what mode, like you say, class player who will do a class job for you. But, you know, we have to just be mindful that the the money that was draining out of the um, the pockets of Mr. Al Jasmi is still draining out the pockets of Mr. Dancer until we, we deal with it. And it's it's a balancing act between keeping some of these players that are going to be on you know high relatively high wages and getting good performances out of them, or we swap them out for new ones that are on cheaper wages. You know, and as a supporter who's not paying his wage bill, I'd love to see him stay because he is a class act. But then if he does go you kind of can understand why the club has done it because they need to to get the books heading in the direction of balancing. Yeah, 100%. I mean, I, I'd understand it. I'd understand it from both points of view. If, if Jack wanted to play at an higher level, wanted to, to play in the Championship or maybe even move down south to with his family and what have you because that's where he's from. He's from Portsmouth. I, I'd understand it, but I will be disappointed because we're, we're losing a good player, aren't we? I think I'd be more yeah. disappointed about him going than any of the others that have gone. You know, he'd, he'd be the one. Let's let's touch wood, fingers crossed, legs crossed, eyes crossed that he that he stays. Yeah, because there's a, there's a few others who you could still lose that are on higher wages, isn't there? That you think, yeah, maybe we could cope with. I don't know what the wages would be like for the likes of Humphreys or Charlie Wyke or you know Ben Amos may still go. I think. Yeah, I think Amos possibly could be one of those big earners who. We've got a we've got a ready you know made replacement there in in Sam Tickler, we? A, a, yeah. a play a goalkeeper that everybody's raving about. For me, he's got better distribution than Ben Amos as well. I'm not knocking Ben Amos because I think he's he's done well for us. But Sam Tittle, I have no qualms. I've Sam Tittle going all the way. He's going to be some <laughs> keeper. How old is this? Nineteen twenty. He's, uh, he's, a, he's a mountain of a, of a guy too. He must be six foot two, six foot three. He's twenty one. Well, twenty one. He's born he's... in two thousand and two, so he's twenty one. For a goalkeeper, he's really young. I think we got Christian yeah. Walker around that age, didn't we? When he came in, he did really well for us in two seasons. No qualms if we lose Ben Amos, we've got a good, in my opinion, an even better keeper. I'd, I'd expect to see Sam Tittle play be our number one keeper this season. If I'm being honest, I'd expect that. No matter what happens. So for me, yesterday, the game against Everton, the performance was absolutely spot on. The formation was brilliant. It was like watching a Martinez game again where nobody knew who we were playing where and it was interchanging and it changed three or four times during the game. It was brilliant to watch it. The fluidity of our play was fantastic. The players interchanged with each other and the intensity that we played at, especially the first hour, was really good. If you go to the the best of the Martinez era, it was all about having some little Scottish fella pop up all over the pitch and play little one-two balls here and there and lovely little fluid football to watch and then he he bobs up somewhere else and then somewhere else. If only you you had somebody that could sort of capture that and, and pass that on to the guys that are playing today, you might see a bit more of it. 
you've got me excited. <laughs> I'm so pleased, proud, intrigued, fascinated, excited about Sean Maloney being the manager of our, our club. And I just hope, and I know I'm getting carried away a bit after after one game. I, I, I put a tweet out yesterday, even though it's half time and in the first preseason game, and it's only nil nil. I'm buzzing. <laughs> I understand that it was, and we are going to have some downs as well this season. We've got to bond. The bond has got to come on the field and off the field. Uh, th- there might be games where we think we should win and we lose, and it might take us a while to get out of the bottom three. You just don't know what's going to happen. I think the thing from our point of view, supporters, we've got to stay behind because we've seen a, we've seen his vision for me. We've seen what he wants to do with the club, what he wants to do with the team, where he wants to take us. We've got to give him the opportunity to, to do that and really get on side with what he's doing and stay behind him. And I, for one, will. I'll back him. I'll, I'll back him all the way. Great coach, it looks like. I mean, you can see that, can't you, from when he came in in, in January, how he ch- ch- turned them round straight away. That first game at Blackburn, it was a different game to what we've been playing. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it was just, it was fabulous. And we were so unlucky not not to stay up in the end, weren't we? I mean, we had a few injuries. We lost the centre-backs, didn't we? Martin Kelly and, and Reckitt was out for a while as well. Yeah, it's, I, I mean, this is the thing of getting excited at this point in the season where all these things can potentially go wrong, but you do look and say, well, what if, what if that luck comes back and it's, it's good luck this time round? Where do we go? And that's that's exactly the basis of getting excited. Yes, and I had a little bit of trepidation uh, right at the start of pre-season. That's gone now. There's no way will that side... I'll say this. I'll, I'll give anybody £100 if you want to bet. There's no way that side will get relegated. Minus eight or, or, or minus four, whatever. There's no way we're going down this season. The attendance yesterday was 9,897. Great attendance, that. The away following from Everton was a very healthy 3,949, meaning that there was 5,748 home fans there as well. So people seem to be getting behind this straight away. So I'm, I'm absolutely buzzing about that. We've had some people leave recently as well. We've we mentioned uh, there's been a few changes. We've lost a few players. Tendai Dariqua, gone off to Cyprus. Max Power, Saudi Arabia. Tom Naylor, gone to Chesterfield. I thought Tom was excellent with us. I, I really did like Tom Naylor. Will Keane gone to Preston. I think he wanted to go, so, uh, you know, you don't keep people here who don't want to be here. Jamie Jones, been a good servant to the club, six seasons. Gone off to Middlesbrough, so he's got himself a, a decent move there. Third choice keeper. Curtis Tilt. Now, whatever you think about Tilt as a footballer, the one thing you can't say that he his desire to play for Wigan Athletic. He really wanted to play for the Latics, and he came to us when we needed a rock and he, he was that rock, weren't he, in that administration? Anyway, yeah. he's gone to Salford. So it's a good booth for him. I think he'll, he'll enjoy his time there. Graham Shane has gone on to Aberdeen. Ant Scully's down in Portsmouth. And uh, Job Bennett, Ryan Neambe, Stephen Corker, no idea where they've gone. The incoming sofa. Johnny Smith come from Burton on a free, but he's injured at the moment. Sean Clare's coming from Charlton on a free, and he's injured at the moment. Matt Smith, Arsenal free transfer. Liam Morrison from Bayern Munich on loan. James Balagize from Liverpool on loan. Liam Shaw, Celtic on loan. And Callum McManaman, who we picked up as a free agent. There's also big rumours around Kel Watts. There's people said they've seen him at training. Whether that's true or not, I don't know. But it's been reported in the North East that he's actually coming on a 12-month loan and be signing on permanently next season. That seems a very strange 
move that, but could there be a reason behind it, Paul? Well, there could, couldn't there? I mean, apart from if you've already tied up three loan spots, that will be the end of your loans. You've got the possibility that we, from what Sean Maloney was saying, we're under embargo for signing players, which if they come to us on loan for 12 months and then we can sign them, well, then we can sign them and it's effectively a transfer without being a transfer, isn't it? Because we've got yeah. an embargo and it's you know it's our turn to play around the rules rather than get caught out by them. Just to explain, the embargo is that we can't pay a fee. We can sign people on free transfers, but we can't pay a fee for a player. Obviously, we've signed Johnny Smith and we signed Matt Smith and we signed Sean Clare, but they've all been free transfers. They've all been released at the end of the contract. So we can sign players on a free, but we can't pay a fee to Windows. So that's this one and, and the January one as well. That could be the yeah. uh, the answer to that particular quandary. Just forgot to mention the man of the match voted for by our listeners on Facebook and Twitter for the friendly game against Everton was Latics debutant number eight, Matt Smith. So... Fantastic uh, start to his last career there for Smithy. So lovely stuff. And uh, yeah, he, he won by quite a distance as well, if I'm being honest. We had Humphreys in second place and Uzi coming in third. So well done, Matt. Yeah, nice nice to see Stephen Humphreys back in the frame as well, isn't it? I don't think he did much wrong when he was here before he was shipped out on loan. Yeah, another that I think is one of the smartest bits of business that we've done over the summer is we might not be able to sign new players, but we can certainly extend the contracts the ones we've got. And obviously recently announced Charlie Hughes, Stella Asgard and Josh Stones have all been extended. Obviously two of those are, are, you'd expect to be integral players this season. And that's a smart bit of business because you've the takeover and the signing of those contracts, that gets the vultures away, doesn't it? We're talking before about players that may leave that as fans we don't really want to see, but we can understand because of the finances. What we don't what nobody wants to see is real quality, valuable young players leaving for nothing because of what, what happened under the previous regime. So by signing those new contracts, you you would hope that contract law is that they're now tied down and can't leave. It, it, it's something for us to build on as well. When you think about Tello and, and Charlie Yui signing contracts, I mean Charlie's still only 19, Tello's 21, 22. They're, they're signed up till 2028, aren't they? So they've got five-year deals. That gives us some stability with those two players. I mean, obviously, if somebody's going to come in and offer mega bucks for them, they're probably going to go. And that contract length gives us that opportunity to make that sort of money on them as well. It also gives us the the assurances that if we want them to stop here, you know, for, for and build a, a club around them, well, we can do now. Yeah, the vultures are, the vultures have been removed and the stability's coming in. It's a good word, that stability. Exa- exactly <laughs> what we wanted, isn't it? Stability. Yeah, and Josh Stone got himself a, a three-year deal as well, so that's a bit of, bit of stability for him. So it gives him a bit of a, a confidence in his future going forward. I, I just wonder if he'll probably go back out on loan this season, uh, but try and find him a loan move to a club, you know, in the English, English League, probably League Two rather than up in Scotland. Yeah. A bit like like Langy did in his early his early career, uh, and he obviously came back all the better for it, didn't he? He did indeed. Just just a little plug before we finish today. The Northwest Singer, I still believe, two thousand and twenty three, as uh, the single is out, and you can purchase it on iTunes, uh, Spotify, or wherever you get your your music from. Uh, something for us to get behind. See if we can get it into the charts. I think he, he said it's 79p to buy. Um, well, it is, because I know, because I've, I've bought it. 
So 79p. So come on, let's give give Logan a little bit of a boost, give the club a boost. And I, I believe Sean Maloney likes the song as well. Anyway, Paul, that's it. Probably be back next Sunday to uh, talk about what's happened during the week. I'm looking ahead to the start of the season and with yeah. the rest of the gang. The, ma- the main podcast that week will be on the Wednesday, but uh, we'll have a little bit of fun next Sunday. So until then, goodbye from me and up the ticks. Up the ticks. Come, Come on. on.